It's 11 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here for another hour or so of fantasy sports talk and whatever else you guys would like to. The show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440. That is the text line if you'd like to jump in. You can also shoot us an email which doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's a nice little treat. Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. It's game day. The Edmonton Oilers set to take on the St. Louis Blues, a 6.30 puck drop. For those of you who might have to rush home a little bit earlier, like me, try to make it home for puck drop. Should be a good one. We saw the Oilers lose to the Blues just a couple weeks ago, and uh, they'll look for some revenge here and uh, maybe in the process move up in the standings just a little bit. Full disclosure, we might be stepping away for five to ten minutes. There's a bit of a safety drill going on here at West Edmonton Mall. So when that does happen, we'll uh, throw things over to Fox Sports Radio. You'll get it here, I believe, Colin Coward, which is a pretty good change of pace from us for what we're doing. But uh, that that's we don't know when that's going to be. It could be any time in the next hour, Brandon. So you've got your finger on the pulse. You're ready to just flip the switch and turn on the herd. I'm ready in the name of safety as we uh, want to be prepared in the event of something unfortunate taking place at the mall. We want to know what to do. And in the, the case of us here at the Stinger Studios, we got our muster point. Yeah. And we got a... Do you know where that is? Oh, I do, but I'm not going to say it on the air in case <laughs> someone's listening. We, got, the, we, we have some spicy ideas on this uh, station, Connor. Remember the first time we had this happen and you and I sat here with... The lights flashing, the, light. the alarms going off out in the main area. People are texting in. Are you guys okay? And uh, yeah, we're okay. We're on air um, because that's how dedicated we are to the grind. But we were told this time around we're not allowed to just endure and put ourselves at hypothetical risk. We will, in fact, like Connor said, flip over to Fox Sports and uh, dip out momentarily. So I did actually tell Donovan and Declan, I said, hey, this thing's happening. Maybe you want to come in just after 11 o'clock. You'll miss it all. Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Now it's been changed to our show, to uh, the hour we are in. So I know, Donovan, you just walked in here. You will be tar- participating in the safety drill coming up, as well the people behind us walking through West Edmonton Mall. If you're on your way to Wilhawk, be quick. Get it done. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be clutch if you get your order and then immediately go to wherever the safe zone is. That's we should. Donovan, can you run over there and get <laughs> us some jerky so we can snack on it while we wait? That would be a fantastic idea. Should have thought of that sooner. Uh, that is intern duties, I do believe. Uh, like we said, though, it is game day. The Edmonton Oilers in action today. Take it on the St. Louis Blues, who currently have a record of 30-26-2 and two from a fantasy perspective. Rob Thomas leading the way for the Blues. He's got 19 goals, 47 helpers. That's 66 points on the season for the Oilers. How about Connor McDavid? 70 assists on the season. Will he break through and score a goal? Hopefully. Maybe he'll score two. I heard Brandon bringing that one up or on in or out. Oh, I'm in, Brandon. Two goals tonight for McDavid. Why stop there? Maybe we go for three. You've also got the New York Rangers taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't want to say walk in the park. Walk in the garden, maybe. Rangers, I think, should have their way with the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. At some point, we'll talk about daily fantasy lines up and lineups and what Brandon would do in this one. In the association, for those looking to uh, get in on the action, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Toronto Raptors. Raptors defensively, meh. So if you can pick up Luka, the guy's averaging just under 35 points a game. Might be a good look. The uh, Mavericks losing in wild fashion to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. 
half-court buzzer beater for the win. Quite the game. Uh, you've also got the Grizzlies taking on the Timberwolves. Those Cavaliers are in Chicago to battle the Bulls. Nuggets take on the Kings. Always a good night to take the Joker. Actually, actually be a pretty interesting game. And then the uh, Battle of Los Angeles, Lakers and Clippers. That's how we'll uh, wrap it up on the association schedule this fine Wednesday, February 28th. Hey, we have Bonus February day. 29th tomorrow. Free day. Shout out. Uh, well, I'll give a, a more proper uh, shout out tomorrow. But uh, my good buddy Denton, the big Saboy, as Kevin calls him, seventh birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Not every day your young seven. man. Not every day your young man turns seven. Where are you going to get him? Probably a couple drinks out at the local mm. saloon this weekend. That's that's not responsible. Get him like some Hot Wheels. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just when he rolls in to meet up before we head to the bar this weekend, be like, Denton, I got you something. And he he will be smitten. He'll be so taken aback. I just hand him a nice little. He's a he's a, of course a farmer, so I'll get him a cool pickup truck. Oh hot yeah, wheel, Hot Wheel. That would be awesome. Like if, imagine if those born on that day, the leap year babies, like just kept us a little part of their brain stayed at their proper age, and they got really excited about those sorts of things. Like he brought him a cake, and he just lost his mind. Oh, they'll be cake. What kind? I don't know. I hope ice cream cake. DQ. Yeah, but is there anywhere else you can get ice cream cake? I'm sure of it. Marble slab, I think, has some. The best part of ice cream cake is that little cookie fudge the part. Fudge, the but you never get enough of it. Yeah, how, where do I just buy a whole barrel of that? Yeah, man, could you imagine just a bucket of that fudge with a cookie crumble? <laughs> so good. Now, now we're talking. Uh, text came in here from Mick. one 1440 Here's the solution to the oil winning the cup. Holloway and Broberg for Vladar and Tanev with 50% retention. The Flames throw in Greer and Osterley to replace Holloway and Broberg. And then the oil flips CC for a third to make the cap work. Mick. Jordan Osterley makes his return to the oil. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be an interesting one because as we have discussed many times, Tanev is a pure rental, would hit free agency next year. Vladar, it'd be a little more stability between the pipes. Holloway and Broberg could haunt you. That's two first-round picks from the past that you're sending down the highway that could haunt you for years to come. We'll see how those guys progress. Philip Broberg, the big unknown, but that's an interesting one. Whaler says, no ridiculous trade, L-M-A-O. The trade, again, was Holloway and Broberg for Vladar Tanev with 50% retention, and then the Flames throwing in Greer and Osterley to replace Holloway and Broberg. Oilers then flip CeCe to make the cap work. So Whaler does not agree. And Husk's texting in, not only did Stress hit the game winner, he was NBA jam and fire from three. That's uh, a good little reference there for those who play the old NBA jam games. And that, that's going back to the Cavaliers-Mavs game that I talked about with the buzzer reader from half. Maddie C says... I'm a leap year baby. Might spoil myself with some Wilhawk. You should, Maddie. Absolutely. They've got some great stuff. They got little cups of candy as well. Maybe you do that. Get the, uh, they've got some really good flavors. I, I've, I totally recommend that. And if you know Maddie C, he shouldn't be buying himself gifts on his birthday. So maybe, just maybe, hook Maddie up with some Wilhawk beef jerky. Always a good one to, uh, to keep those around you. Pretty happy. 
Uh, I got to say, Mick, you're not getting a lot of support here on the text. Cole says, I'd rather offer a first for Tanev, but try and re-up him for another two to three years for four to five mil. Retained 50% from Calgary. Third team, 25% as well. Probably cost a fourth or a fifth. Move CC after the fact. Ari says, can the Oilers afford to re-sign Bouchard? Is he trade bait to get a top-tier player with term at the deadline? No chance. No chance I he's traded. I would put that at less than zero. Maybe, you know, if there's a point next year and you're there's no negotiation and Bouchard's like, I'm not taking less than 10 mil, I'm out of here, then you might have to consider it. But this year, no chance. He's on your team. You need him. There's nobody who's going to step into his role in the power play and give you that offensive upside, even if there are some liabilities defensively at times no chance he's traded if they do that i will buy one lucky winner a 50 dollar bag of wilhawk beef jerky <laughs> one lucky winner man now i kind of want to see it happen <laughs> well, i mean hey support I, i'm always happy to support the fine folks at wilhawk but can't see that one happening yeah me neither <laughs> yeah Holloway and Broberg are the guys that replace the bigger contract players when they leave. Examples, Kane and possibly Ekholm in a couple of years. Can't waste them in bad trades. Gord Oil. That, that good point, Gord Oil. And this is something I was going to touch on here as we you know, continue our fun uh, fantasy edition of trade deadline uh, matchmaker. If the Oilers are going to get a top four defenseman and it results in Cody Ceci either being part of the package, flipped elsewhere, probably necessary to make the money work. Why are we aiming at Chris Tanev as, like, if we're talking about trading a first-round pick, a, one of these top prospects, whether in the lineup or, or may, like Xavier Borgo doesn't, I think, hold a ton of value at this point in time, but still, Broberg, whomever, like, can we aim a little bit higher than Chris Tanev? If we're talking about making a splash and, like, yeah. trading the very few assets, I feel like I just beat this horse till it's dead. Very few assets and trade chits the Oilers have. We're using them on Chris Tanev. You got to think that Holloway and Proberg even still have a little more value than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in Ottawa. This team cannot figure it out, and I think there's a pretty decent chance that it gets shaken up. Um, whether it be at the deadline here this summer, probably more likely, because. Like Stutzla, Brady Kachuk not going anywhere. Jake Sanderson not going anywhere. But I have to think there's some other players in that blue line that might be up for grabs. Jacob Chikrin's a really enticing one because of his dollar figure, term left. Price is going to be high. Ottawa just played a a mercenary uh, ransom to get him. But can you like almost match that in terms of, you know, first, maybe second, and then, you know, one of the prospects that you've got kicking around here? And Cody Ceci. Ottawa guy like played junior there played played for the Sens before I like this is purely hypothetical but like it's is a name like that not more enticing to spend a little bit more on than just you know settling for the likes of Chris Tanev especially if you know there because there was a text earlier get a third team involved to retain yeah if, you you know, du- another double, 25%. double, re- double retain like, we talked um, on the Kevin Carey show this morning with um, Ben Pope from Chicago Sun Times about the Blackhawks like the, the Blackhawks are so bad they don't really have any players that people want at the deadline. There's a couple that will probably, uh, but not a lot in terms of return. The Blackhawks' best return of this deadline might be getting involved as a third party for, you know, they're not looking to to eat salary for the next six years, but a year or two remaining on contracts, I think they'd be more than willing. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, go bigger. And you know what? I, I think it's kind of a good point there from Gordoyle. Like, we saw this with the Kings, the Penguins, even the Blackhawks. You know, you paid your top-end guys, you draft well, and you just continue to cycle them through. Some guys are going to leave in free agency, but, you know, when your money's put into a Kane, Taze, Keith, Seabrook, Hosa, I think Brian Campbell for a while, you have to draft well, and Holloway and Broberg would be guys that could come in if you're going to lose some certain players. Uh, top guy just referring to the seventh birthday for your buddy tomorrow. <laughs> Go nostalgic and bring up a cake with coins in it. Money cake was the best. Do they not do that anymore? You wrap it up in tinfoil to keep it hygienic? I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh, like real money? We'll talk or about it during the lockdown. Real money or yeah, real like money. chocolate coins? No, real money. Yeah, no. You put bad. it into like cake batter and you make the cake, but you put it in tinfoil so it's not disgusting money. And you, well, you know, can just wash the coins. That'd be... Well, that's even more work, and you're, then, gonna, you're not washing all those Then coins. wrapping each individual coin in tinfoil? It's easy. You have a big sheet of tinfoil. <laughs> well, Guess how much money? Depends how much money. You know, the smallest uh, thing you can package of tinfoil you can buy is like 25 feet. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it actually, it, it does work. It's a, it's pretty good. It's, it's a great thing. I've My parents never did it, but I'd go to birthday parties, and when you left with that toonie, you were flying high. I've never seen this in my life. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Cole says, I'd call Ottawa and push for Zub. Not sure if he's available, but that's a right D I'd like to get. And with that, uh, we have been sounded away on the alarm. Good timing, 11.15. So uh, we'll throw it a commercial break or we'll throw it a Fox Sports. And uh, we'll be back in a little bit here because there is a test going on at the mall. So, uh, yeah, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get back in the inbox. Keep those texts coming. Um yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about... So I don't know how long this is going to take, to be totally honest with you. So I don't know when we'll be back, but enjoy Colin Coward and the Herd on Fox Sports Radio. We'll be back on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Turkey in a few minutes. We're back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Hope you guys enjoyed a little break from us, a little Fox Sports Radio on a Wednesday morning. Cooper Rush. How many wins. games will Dak Prescott win with the Cowboys next year? That was virtually the same as if we just had uh, Gavin on for a segment. <laughs> or Trent Willock. Or Trent, big Cowboys guy. Couple Cowboys fans. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for your patience. A uh, little mall drill going on here. I was kind of called out during it. Well, we are new to the building, I suppose. This is for you, Connor. <laughs> Meanwhile, Donovan, myself, just standing there. Yeah. You know, that's okay. I was paying attention. I, I I do take those things quite serious. You know, when you're on the plane and the stewardess is reading the safety instructions, I'm locked in. You never know what could happen. What about, like, if there's that guy on the plane? <laughs> plane. Look that way. Look over here. <laughs> Someone was just fixing their hair in our window. We, we've left the lights off in the studio, so the mirrors are the windows are probably more reflective. But um, if you're like on a plane and there's like, because this happened recently, a guy like tried to pull the emergency thing, really? the door, emergency door, got tackled by a bunch of guys. Ashley was just on a flight to Toronto, and there was a screaming match because someone reclined their chair. Ooh, that might have to be a good in or out one day with the. Uh, uh, What's ooh, protocol? What for me? It's like. What good does the two inches do me? <laughs> like, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't need to recline my chair on an airplane. It's Everyone's cramped. Everyone just be miserable together. Get through it. Put your headphones in. 
Ooh, yes. Well, play then. play Flappy Bird, like whatever. Yeah, watch a movie, whatever it is. Right. I mean, I guess if it's a 14-hour flight, maybe the mindset's different. I, this was a flight to Toronto. I mean, chill out. It's, it's not worth an emergency landing in Winnipeg it, or I feel North like it, Dakota. it would be a lot like how I sometimes interact with people playing beer league hockey when guys get really worked up and like want to fight people. I just like just go up to them or like do the fly by the bench and just like the most nonchalant. Just like, guys, let's just calm down. Let's just relax. <laughs> that would be uh, me next to the yeah. person going insane on a Air Canada flight to the six. Woo sa, baby. Yeah, Woo sa. Like, what's the big deal, man? Like, <laughs> just relax. Uh, we'll go into the inbox here, get some text for Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments were designed for you every Tuesday and Wednesday. Get a $30 haircut when you mention sports 1440 only at TommyGuns.com. A lot of text coming in here right now. Husk says, when I grew up, there was no tinfoil or plastic wrap on our coins. There were no toonies or loonies on my money cake either. Five, 10, 25 cents, easy to swallow a coin or chip a tooth from Husks. You got to be careful when you <laughs> go in with that one. Someone else said that too. It was always Swallowing uh, a loony or a toonie, man. <laughs> well, wow. no, there was no loonies or toonies. Oh. So it has to be a quarter, but even that would be mighty impressive. pretty big. Like swallowing a penny, that seems pretty, you know, manageable. Tube Sock says, tinfoil. My mommy has always used wax paper. It was quarters with the highest denomination. It was the 70s. Tube Sock's good to hear from you. Do they think they do this in the States, but they just put paper bills inside the cake? <laughs> Money's a- so gross. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I Maybe people don't do it anymore. Maybe it was a city thing, but it, it was fun. Like, you can just imagine being six years old and, getting a loony or a toonie, and it was just like day made. That, anytime I'd get change when I was a younger child, or a child in general, um, my immediate thought was how many pieces of candy can I buy with this at the arena? You know, because you got your five-cent candies. Uh, maybe there would be like the bigger things that were, were worth a quarter. Those were real treats, like a, the long, um, like sour ribbon. I don't know what you would even call it. Or like the big straws, like the big kind of, Chewy straw, gummy things. Yeah, live but, wires. But the what? Live yeah, live wires. wires. Yeah, I think yeah. those were like twenty five cents, or a big Twizzler were a quarter. But the rest of them, like you just had an endless supply, like the lineup of plastic little casings there with five cent candies. And I was like, man, a loony, bango, twenty. Put them in a bag for me. Lots of green frogs, <laughs> lots of blue whales, lots of sour soothers. The good stuff. Those like rainbow ribbon ones. I think you. Kind That's of what I'm talking about. Yeah, we were at a farmer's market once and i got some like crushed ice like a snow cone and this little kid was working he was a hustler he's like now watch this and he like reaches into a bag and pulled one out and put it on top presentation was fantastic it was a a moment that was uh really stands out to me is something that i we went through well we've got uh, a couple texts coming in here smitty the welder that calgary trade was absolutely garbage no way you're trading Brobrick and holloway to the flames kind of what i thought it just seems like a, a risky move to give those guys to your rivals when there's still so much room for them to grow. No name on this one. I'm going to ask him to tell us their name. What is your name? It sounds crazy off the top, but give it some thought. Can you turn Evander Kane into something or someone different? If recent reports are true, I would consider it. 
I'm not exactly sure what these reports are. I believe we got a text in uh, about this a little earlier in the morning. Let's see if I can just pull it Was it, up it here. the Rob Brown, or the hockey writers? The, yeah, hockeywriters.com from Rupert McDonald saying that there is a rift in the Oilers locker room between Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane. I don't know. I, I like. I'm not going to comment on this because I have no reason. Like, I have no information to prove this. Like, and and yeah, like if there is, you know, people that are in the room that give it some, give it credibility. Like, I, I, I don't know. I have no reason to believe it. Evander Kane has been a pretty seamless fit with this team since he joined it. Um, the only time is, and people I think made a bigger deal out of this than even at the need to be at the time that when he was talking to Scott Oak at the intermission back in the fall and was like, I'm not getting a lot of ice time, so I got to do something else. Like, I think that was just a guy telling it like it is. Like, if I'm not going to see, if I'm limited in my minutes, I'm going to do something with what I got. It's not going to be scoring goals right now. It's going to play physical, fight, whatever it takes. And look at how well he played after that stretch. Like, he was he was one of the Oilers' best players during that very, very, very bad start to the season. So... I, I, like I said, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into this until, you know, you get some more confirming type reports. It's who knows. I'm not saying it's not true, but I have no reason to think it is. So, so two parts for me, teammates bicker or whatever. That's fine. Was, was Kane upset about playing in the lineup somewhere? Yeah. Who cares? He, he should be mad if he's playing lower than he thinks he is. He should have words. Yeah. A little fire in the belly. Did Kane say something to dry saddle about his attitude? Maybe could that have been it? What is it? Who cares? So like, t- Hey Leon, quit being so pissy. <laughs> they're, they're grown men. They're, they're under contract. They're on a team. Winning solves all problems. The element that Evander Kane brings for you in the playoffs Maybe I'm crazy. Call me a caveman, but I'm not trading that away. Look, I can score hat tricks like, he, he, you know, we saw it a couple years ago. Kings series did the hat trick. Like he's the guy can play, and it, you know, you you move on if there's a little rift. You talk about it. Lock him in a room. Figure it out. But until we really see something, I don't know. It's just speculation. Look at Evander or Evander, um, Evgeny Malkin and Phil Kessel in Pittsburgh. It was well documented. They did like they didn't exactly get along. Like they, they, but they played on a line together. They won back to back Stanley Cups. Did it eventually lead to Kessel's departure from the team? Basically, Gino said it's him or me. Yeah, I, I seriously doubt we're at that point yet. If the, if like if there is some sort of discontent between Leon and Vander, once again, I'm pure, speaking purely in hypotheticals because I have no reason to think it's true. But like like you said, Connor, you put it best. They're grown men. You can put some petty differences aside for the sake of something that both these guys, by all accounts, want pretty desperately, which is, you know, team success, a Stanley Cup, playing deep into the summer. Uh, I, I wouldn't have too much concern about it. And even if there is a little uh, little of a bad uh, bad blood brewing, I would. <laughs> we talked about the chances of them trading Evan Bouchard at this deadline. <laughs> I would put the Evander Kane chances at a pretty equal margin i don't think it's very likely we should have learned from certain things that have gone on in this city with this hockey team don't always believe what you heard you don't have to share it you don't have to you know pass it along to your friends and spread it like you know and i know we're talking about it right now but i i kind of just want to say like you don't have to believe everything you read on the internet Alex says, don't read it. Talk about this clickbait crap. It's literally a rumor from one of those garbage sites on Facebook. The rumor stems from Rashad noting on his podcast that Leon was yelling at some of the players on the bench. One of them being Kane. Happens all the time. Exactly. I literally saw 
Antonio Gates yell at Philip Rivers, like, I will kill you. Like, they were so <laughs> mad. He yelled that at him. Like, this is what happens. Like, Brandon, you play beer league. I'm sure you have teammates or have had teammates or have seen it in your league where guys get frustrated at the lowest level of hockey. So when it is your career and your life, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. Don't, we don't have to blow everything up. Agreed. Like I said, I'm not putting any stock into it. I would caution others to do the same until, like you said, you get more than one one report from not the most critical of source, credible of source. And I'm not trying to uh, take anything away from. I don't even know who wrote it. Speculation. That's all. Speculation, it is. right? So I'm uh, I'm saying, yeah, put that one on the the about as far back of a burner as you can. Uh, I think there's a lot more pressing things to worry about with this Edmonton Edmonton team uh, approaching the deadline next week. HVAC Nick nails it. Look at Kelsey yelling at Andy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll happens. say this. I don't like how they downplayed that afterwards. They made it seem like it was like a nothing burger, which I get you're allowed to be like, Kelsey had his hands on the man, on your head coach. Like, I do think that went over the top, and it's in the moment. It's it's not a big deal long term, but you still got to, like, at least acknowledge it in the post game. Like, if they'd lost that game, I think that would have been a way bigger deal. I think that if it was another player, it would have been a bigger deal. I'll leave it at that. There you go. I agree. I agree. Dallas says, no one should be caring about the year 2029, why the Oilers should be trading everything to win this year or next. This is their window. Do you not see what's coming down the salary cap and who they're going to have to sign? Dallas, I agree. This is the time to make moves, but I will say this. Trading away (laughs) two of your best young players for a pure rental is not something that I think would be good management. Yeah. Like you, you can. I'm, how I'm good as Tanif. I'm all for the cash in your chips while you got them type play. I like last year, approaching the deadline, Buffalo Sabers kind of in the playoff hunt. I said like, man, they last year their goaltending was terrible. Like you don't know if Tage Thompson's going to duplicate this success. Rasmus Dalin, um, you know, by all accounts, profiles out as a long term top end defenseman. But like they, you kind of catch lightning in a bottle. Make it count while you got it. The Oilers have a pretty unique collection of players here. Um, Zach Hyman probably scoring what is going to be his career high in goals. Uh, Connor McDavid maybe touching 100 assists. Like, there's a lot of factors that there's no guarantee it's going to happen again. This team has been, knock on wood, injury-free this year. Like, cash the chips in. Spend the first-round pick. It doesn't do you any good sitting there if it's like, let let someone else make the 30-second pick in the first round if you're going to be a Stanley Cup champion. So, and and to a certain extent, prospects, but a guy like Holloway, like that's a roster player. You got to be looking at a pretty immediate, uh, substantial upgrade if you're shipping him out the door. Who Who is the name that that trade suggested coming back as the forward? Greer? Greer, yeah. Greer yeah. and Jordan Osterley. Jordan Osterley. Which well, you like had said, in Bro- the system. Broberg not, is not on the team right now, but at the moment, he's the first, first man out, like first guy stepping in if there's an injury or something. So, uh, like I said, back to that original trade, I, I think it's bogus. Like, I would never even entertain the notion. But I agree with Dallas's text that the Oilers should be aggressive and be willing to move some pretty substantial amount of capital, as limited as it is in their system, to, to shore up this team because it's pretty wide open this year. There's no really top-to-bottom dominance, um, particularly in the Western Conference, uh, maybe maybe outside of Vancouver, I guess. But even we've seen them recently slip a little bit. Uh, there you go. That was the inbox for our good friends down at Tommy Guns. $30 haircut. 
every Tuesday and Wednesday. That's today when you go into any of their locations and mention Sports 1440. Check them out online at TommyGuns.com. I just want to pass along some sad news. Grey Cup winning defensive end uh, Craig Rowe has passed away at the age of 33. He won a great cup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, spent four seasons there. Um, He battled colon cancer for 18 months. Uh, He kept that very private, um, but uh, sad news, he was just 33 years old. So our condolences to the family, friends of Craig Rowe and uh, Bombers fans out there. That's uh, certainly a tough one. Uh, We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll get to the inbox. We'll let you know what's coming up on the Jason Greger Show as well as the Lowdown with Low Tide. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's 1144 and Fantasy Frenzy is coming to an end on this kind of chilly Wednesday morning. Roads are getting better, but still a little icy. Be cautious out there. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here. As we put a little bow on this episode, it's been eventful. We had a trade request, trade idea, mall safety drill. It's been a lot of fun. We did the last segment in the dark. Wasn't a great idea. It was hard to read my liner, but nonetheless, should let you know what's coming up later on. On 1440 today. There's no lineup from Declan yet, so we'll we'll have to your M. Chuck, your M. Chuck, or is he on the Gregor show? He's on the Gregor show. Oh. <laughs> okay, well so, I know. Nice one. We'll we'll go that way. We'll have Dave McCarthy on at two twenty on the Gregor show. Tyler, your M. Chuck at two forty. From three to four, it's another edition of Who Is It Wednesday. I think you guys are going to like this one, but I think you guys will like all of them because it's always great guests. Uh, we always love when they come and sit in the studio for an hour. Mike Rupp from the NHL Network at four o'clock, four twenty. Cam Jansen. From the Cam and Strick podcast, former NHLer, we've got five questions. Mark Spector will hear from members of the Oilers as they take on the St. Louis Blues. And, uh, you know, if you are looking for some pregame coverage from 6 to 6.30, pregame in with Boardsy gets going on the Oilers Nation YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter streams. But uh, from 5 to 6, we'll be doing a lot of Oilers pregame on the Jason Greger show. I'm going to hop back to Twitter and see if Declan has posted his lineup. If not... You snooze, you lose. Looks like we got nothing from Big Deck. So we'll move on. Uh, text coming in here. Virgil from WWE passed away as well, 61 years old. That is uh, sad news also. Azuri Joe says, Broberg, Holloway, Campbell for Toffoli. Do you think Jersey does that move? Brandon, what do you think about that one from Azuri Joe? Broberg, Holloway, Campbell for Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, I... This is a, an F or um, an exercise that I think all fans need to kind of do, make a more conscious effort in doing when they're thinking of trade proposals. Like, what does it get the other team? New Jersey Devils currently five points back of a playoff spot. They're the first team out behind Tampa with a couple games in hand. So very much in the hunt. And this is a team that, you know, surprised a lot of people last year. First round playoff win over your bitter rivals, the uh, the Rangers. Like, I don't see the Devils subtracting at the deadline. And if you look at the Devils and say, okay, what do they want to add? Well, a goaltender. They're not taking a flyer on a goaltender that's been in the AHL for the past several months. Like, is the value there to make this trade make sense? I think so. But I just don't think the Devils would go for it because... 
why would you subtract a top six forward? And they've got forwards to spare. Like they're they're drowning in them. Dawson Mercer plays lower down the lineup. He could certainly step up. But Toffoli, one of the few veteran players they have on the team, guy that's been there before, Stanley Cup champion, right? So that has a lot of value for that team. And also like the this doesn't help the Devils in the short term, right? Like like Broberg, same thing. It's kind of like a question mark at this point. Good player, but we don't really know at what to what extent. And Dylan Holloway, I mean, he's not Tyler Toffoli, so it's a downgrade. You're kind of just throwing volume at them and expecting them to say yes, but they're a team that it, it wouldn't make sense for them to subtract when they're still in the playoff hunt, and they want to add a proven goaltender to shore up that situation. Like adding Jack Campbell, that's just more fuel to the same fire of like, well, we've seen good things, but each time you turn them out there, it's a bit of a roll of the dice between Vanacek, uh, Nico Dawes has been a little bit better for them. Um, and Akira Schmidt, the young guy who kind of came on the playoffs. Like, it's it's a bit of a mess in the devil's crease, and Jack Campbell doesn't clarify anything for them, right? No, no. Uh, Brett from Stoney says, what are the odds that the first rounder even makes the NHL? You might as well spend it. I mean, that's always the risk. I, I just went back to 2014 to the, the draft. Random year, 10 years ago. Uh, if you go, and let's say the Oilers are a later pick. Jared McCann was 24. David Pasternak was 25. Overall, not a bad pick, but, you know, could be Connor Bleakley. Never played a game in the NHL. Hey, Rebels legend, Rebels I'm le- sorry. Rebels legend, Connor Bleakley. Drafted twice. Okay, Nikita Sherback, 37 games played. Nikolai Goldobin, 125. Josh Hosang, who he rubbed people the wrong way when he wore 66. Adrian Kempe was 29th overall. And John Quenville, man, he was uh, good with the Brandon Wheat Kings. But- he, so that year or maybe not that year but John Quenville with the Wheat Kings um, won the WHL played the Memorial Cup in Red Deer they hosted that year Reps had a pretty good team but that was the year of uh, Matthew Kachuk Mitch Marner and Christian Dvorak on the London Knights virtually unstoppable Uh, that was a good good Uh, Ty Parsons I believe was their goalie too he was very underrated Uh, Ivan Provorov was on the blue line for Brandon that year as well anyway John Quenville scored a between the legs goal on a breakaway in like not in a shootout penalty shot on a breakaway in the Memorial Cup. It like electrified the whole the whole rake. I think Ruin Duranda was the Quebec team that year. I can't remember any like standout players from that club, but um yeah, I went to a, a couple games that it was awesome. If anybody that's never been to the Mem Cup when it's anywhere close, can't recommend it enough. Super affordable to get the tickets. You like go to a couple um over the course of the week or whatever, and then taking the playoffs. It's it's awesome. Always a good v- time. Very, very big tangent there, but... No, I mean, I love it. I love the format. I love, you know, the opportunity to see teams from three different leagues meet and play. That Like, they've never played, right? Yeah, it's like, well, you have scouting reports, but you kind of just got to go play your game. And even a lot of these guys, not only have never played against each other, but very likely they've never played with each other either. Like, maybe a couple of top-end guys seeing each other at some Team Canada selection camps, U17, uh, maybe even World Juniors, because usually the best teams in the CHL are veteran-laden, so they're older guys. Um, but, like, it's it's totally unknown. You play each team once in the round robin and then maybe get a second crack uh, come the playoff round. It's it's such an exciting format that I really hope the CHL doesn't uh, steer away from anytime soon. And, there, you know, I get the gripes about host host teams and stuff. Like, they lose out in the second round of their respective playoffs, get a couple weeks rest. Hey, that's part of it. Yeah. Have your, have, you know, urge your city, urge your team to put in a good bid to host. I mean, who cares, really? Win your league and then don't worry about it. Don't worry about the rest. You got to get there. 
Don't have a handle yet. Says, morning, boys. Playoffs start in three weeks for my league. I have heard another league is already in the semifinals. They try and avoid players being rested and trade deadline changes. What is the general consensus on fantasy league playoff starts? I've been bitten by a resting goalie in the final weeks before, but we're a typical schedule. Cheers. Uh, You're more into it. Yeah, this format that he's saying that people are already in the playoffs, like they get basically finished the league before the trade deadline. I am so against that. Like that—that that is so boring to me. What having the deadline come in? Like, because over this last even month or so, a lot of trades I've seen in my own leagues and ones I've been a part of. It, like, you're kind of doing a little bit of speculation. Like, a play, a good player on a bad team, you can maybe buy low on them expecting them to be traded to a contender at the deadline all of a sudden maybe uh, boost their stats down your own your fantasy home stretch and your fantasy playoffs traditionally i think that like it this isn't the nfl like we're not resting and a they don't obviously don't play one game a week but you're not resting guys for a whole week uh you know down the stretch of the season it's more likely they might maybe sit out a game or two and that can be all the difference in fantasy hockey sometimes but I, I don't really get I I'm not in favor of this this type of format like most of my leagues I play in the the f- league finals is the last week or maybe the last full week of the regular season sometimes it spills over or whatever maybe they just loop those last couple days of the season into the final week like it it uh, that doesn't make any sense to me uh husk says Duncan with deck at 140 love the NBA talk yes we should say, too, I mean, if you are looking for more NBA content every Saturday from 10 till noon, the basketball show with Paul Sir, live right here on Sports 1440. I've actually got a chance to sit in with those. It's been a lot of fun with the content that those guys are putting out. Morning, boys. It's deadline day in my league, and I'm trying to make a blockbuster trade. Just found out the guy I'm trying to trade with hasn't been setting his lineup since October. What do I do to make a move with him still? Make sure uh, he's alive. Yeah, text him <laughs> if if you have. Oh, the, I think this is someone in my league. I believe I think this is a guy I went to Nate with in in my, Colton? In my yeah Colton, um, good friend of uh, former intern here at the Stingray Studios, Matt as well. But a try like get a number for it. like you gotta send him a real text. Like you can't just send the trade notifications because I'll be honest, even sometimes I see those I'm like. Yeah, no chance. Like, send a text and, like, get – just sending um, trade requests back and forth, that is – like, that's an effort in futility. Send a text and say, hey, this is the guy I'm after. What can we do to make it happen? Like, engage in a real conversation. Even if you don't know this person, it's just strictly business. <laughs> make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, ring him up, actually. Colton, the phone works both, both ways. You got to – Get it uh, – get him rung up. So make, make it happen, Colt. And if this is me – that you're talking about. Yes, I am. My team's not very good, but I've actually climbed up the standings. And you do your lineup, right? I'm not in last in that league. And I do like, I'll forget some days. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm bad for it sometimes, but I set my lineup almost every day. Hey, that's the one thing we preach here on fantasy frenzy. If you're in the league, you got to partake. Yeah. Play the game. Sometimes you want to sabotage the league. I considered it in my football league, but didn't do it. And this is a, this is a, to, to wrap up the show here, Connor, the interest in our, fantasy baseball league that we're really hoping to do i like there's been enough people texting we're doing it we're doing it we need some like hard confirmation so like should people be sending us an email at this point connor to confirm that you want to play in the league yeah you know a text is too easy you're right yeah like make the effort send us an email brandon at sports 1440 
Connor at sports1440.ca. And uh, then, like, with your information, and we will confirm you into the league. Absolutely. So that way we get a harder look on numbers. We're rolling through spring training. It'll be on us before we know it. And tomorrow we'll uh, let you guys know what's coming up with our Fantasy Frenzy Madness Bracket. A little bit of a buy-in, one per person. We don't want anyone loading up the ballot box. But uh, there will be a charitable aspect as well and uh, maybe a prize or two for the winner. So uh, we'll let you guys know about that tomorrow on the show. We'll recap the Oilers and Blues and uh, talk about the night in fantasy. That's coming up tomorrow. But up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Frank Cusimano joins them to talk some St. Louis Blues and Bruce McCurdy and uh, Duncan with Deck. That'll be up on the Lowdown with Low Tide coming up next. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys for tuning in. Check out the podcast if you missed anything. Right now, let's get to an update brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. WillockBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.